to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. My name is Amy Cruz, and today we have on Megan Pizzuto. She is the head of the International Association of Women, IAW, uh, here in the United States. Thanks for joining us, Megan. Thanks for having me. So tell us what the mission is of IAW. Yep. So our mission is to empower, support, and connect professional women, no matter where they are in their journey. So we have a diverse audience of women from mostly U.S., also around the world, um, business owner, entrepreneur, and career professional. So really, no matter where you are in your professional journey, we have resources, networking events, support, and guidance to help you get to the next level. And how long has it been around? Um, IAW was founded back in 2010. Um, it was under a different brand name then. It, it rebranded in 2018 to the International Association, International Association of Women. I've been on the team since 2017. Have you seen membership uh, with, you know, the crazy weird times we've been in over the last, gosh, almost two years now? How's it gone? Up, down, stagnant? Um, so we've seen changes across the board there early on, there was a financial, oh, we need to put a pause, right? It's I'm taking a step back from my career. I have kids to watch. I'm pausing everything. And we get that, right? That's totally, totally understandable. We actually last year opened a number of our events up to the public because I didn't want membership to exclude somebody who really needed the support, right? I, there's this, I get it if I wasn't working from home and I didn't have a husband that was also home, there's no way I would have been able to keep working. And a membership like this is supporting your career. So um, we did have some shifts over the last 18 months, um, but we also reached new people who were venturing out and trying new things. So it was like, we lost in some areas, but gained in the others. So we, we kind of stayed consistent. You, would you say that the gain, like the, the majority of the active membership falls into what kind of category? Um, so in general, so when we look at active total, we're almost equally split 50, 50, we actually just ran our annual survey last month. And the result is almost 50, 50 career professional entrepreneur. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So what about you and your journey? How long have you been in this role? So I started at IAW back in 2017. I came on board as a marketing consultant. Um, I, the transition of my career. So I, I, I have an accounting degree. I started my career in accounting. And when I found out I was pregnant, my husband, what, like two weeks later was offered a job in Shanghai. And so there was, there was this, this big, like, okay, I'm pregnant, right? Big new strange thing. And then I have an hour commute into New York city every day. So the stress of working, traveling, commuting on top of being pregnant, I was feeling really overwhelmed about how do I make all this work? My husband was offered this job in China. So we were like, hey, it's 18 months. I'll just, I'll take a pause, right? 18 months, pause my career. We'll go to China. We'll come back. We'll figure it out. So 18 months in China turned into about 18 months, but from there- Is your baby we were, born in China? No, I-, I so I said, the only way I would do this is if we stayed in New York to have the baby. And then, okay. we so we were, okay. she was four months old. He actually okay. left two weeks after she was born okay, okay, okay. and I waited a bit longer, but China moved into a second assignment in Dubai. 
So we were then overseas three more years. Um, my second daughter was born in Dubai. Wow. Yeah, which was fantastic. I mean, it was a great experience. Very different experience, but great experience. Do they, does the baby automatically get dual citizenship? Okay, not, sorry, right. sorry. total tangent. Country, but UAE, no. So she's, okay. Okay. she's a US citizen of birth abroad. Something Got like it, that. I see. It's a weird certificate. So you have two, two girls? I have two girls and then we had a boy. We moved home, Connecticut, had our third boy. And at that time, I sort of was like, you know, I haven't worked in five years. I were very reliant on my husband's job. So he travels a lot. He works really long hours. How do I fit a career back into this, right? I wasn't ready to say I'm going to be a full-time stay-at-home mom, but trying to figure out where do I go back <laughs> in a way that's going to be meaningful and, 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 and at what then, age were your kids when you were trying to decide it was like on your mind to so, go back? Was it about the age of the kids or about that you're back in the United States? I think it was a combination of both. Honestly, I think it was being back in the United States. I felt this draw to be working, right. I, I had spent so much time developing my career and then, um, then the kids were getting older. Well, Alex was still a baby. So Alex was still pretty small, my youngest, but I, I came across this post. It was actually on a Facebook group that somebody was looking for marketing support to post on Facebook and, and publish Pinterest pages. And I was like, I, I can do that. That sounds interesting. Right. I, I have an accounting degree. <laughs> I, I've never worked in marketing, but I'll give it a try. And from there, like he just, he just kept giving me more clients. That's so, so cool. hours as I wanted to support. And from there, I learned to, to do updates on blogs and to do keyword research and to, to code websites. And so wow, you're super smart. I, well, I think I'm just a good learner. I think I'm good. That's at it, but that's the most hard as we get older to be able to learn at that pace. It does get harder. That's incredible. It does. Yeah. And so it was, but it was also fueled by a, a really creative interest in making it happen. It was like, oh, this is really interesting. And I'm going to go explore how to do this. And so I slowly added skills to my list and so how did you decide which skills you needed to learn? I mean, was it just obvious to you because you're in this space? I think it was. It was sort of as people would come to me with projects, I'd be like, um, yeah, I think I can do that. And I also, part of what I did as I was sort of re-entering the U.S. and re-entering thinking about going to back to work, I volunteered. And I volunteered in areas where it allowed me to develop skills. So one of my volunteer roles was as a webmaster. And they needed a redesign of their website. So I learned as I went along, right? I volunteered. I knew someone that was there to help support me, but I went and learned the skills because I was like, hey, that's a cool thing to be able to do. I want to go learn to do that. Um, it, it was part of it just kind of came naturally. Part of it was in the moment I, I needed to figure out how to get something done. <laughs> yeah. So right now, how do you help women who might be, wanting to make a career pivot or in a space where they maybe want to get back into work or find a new area of work? Yeah. So I, I think I learned a lot about the way I did it, even though I wasn't very intentional about doing it. So I think really digging in deep to what brings you joy, what gives you, what may, what, what are you passionate about? Where, where will you spend your time and, and enjoy the work that you're doing? Because 
I know it's much easier to show up at work every day when I love what I'm doing, right? I wake up in the morning excited to come finish projects I started the day before to continue building resources. Um, so starting there, but also doing a skills analysis, like where, where do you have strengths? Where do you have weaknesses? What can you rely on with your skills to be able to go out and market yourself? Use your network as much as you can, because that's awesome. Great advice. Keep going. Amazing. <laughs> your network is really going to be key to tapping into opportunities that may not be visible. Right. And, and there's this, there's a lot of articles recently that talk about how women are falling through the resume screeners, because if you have any gap on your resume, it automatically disqualifies you as a principle of you just don't meet the requirements of what that piece of technology says. So relying on your network to find opportunities is going to be super important. Um, and then really building the skills that you need to, to be able to go out and apply for the job. So if you don't have the skills, where can you go out and either learn them through a course, you might have to invest in something, or I mean, YouTube has amazing free content often, or even, I actually just signed up for my first course in forever because I realized, you know, winging it on certain things is like, you think you'll not, figure it out your number? Like, you know what? This course might help me out. So I did the same thing. We run a lot of Facebook ads and I've always run the Facebook ads and I, our results weren't exactly what I wanted them to be. And I'm like, you know, the technology and things have changed so much. I'm going to go take a course so that I'm I'm up to date on what the trends are because I think that it's it's easy to just fall into a rut of doing the same thing over and over. And it's important to invest in yourself. I look at it as an investment in myself. So right? how did you find the right Facebook ads course? Because there's so many courses out there. So did you get a referral to a course or did you research it? I did a little bit of research. Um, the person I ended up going with is somebody I've been on her list for a very long time. And I, I trust her because of the content she puts out. So the, the ways that she promotes her product and the results she shows on on videos and on her ads and on in, in email, it just really struck me in terms of, okay, she gets it. She's, she's good at teaching it and I'm going to go follow her example. Um, it's, I think that if you're going to invest in something that having, doing the research of where you're investing, cause there's a lot of courses out there now, right? There's, there's ah. courses for everything. And you want to make sure that the person is not just full of fluff. You want to make sure you're actually getting enough value out of it. So again, go to your network and ask, um, do your research. Look Let's at talk about that. This idea of asking your, for, for help. I mean, I think a lot of people struggle here. Yeah, they do. They no women don't like to ask. Like, we don't want to ask. Yeah, for help. I mean, I know I did. I think we, we all do it do. all. We don't ask for help. Yeah. It's so we I think there's there's multiple elements to this. And one of the things we've done at IAW specifically is we we have a process called share your ask where at every networking event there's a form and every attendee gets to fill that form in and put an ask on that form. So if you're looking for Instagram followers let us know on the form. If you're looking for a contact that can help you get a marketing job, let us know on the form. And it takes away the overwhelm of having to go. To what do you do with these forms? So we take all the results and then anybody who submitted an ask is copied on the results of the ask. So, so if we have 50 people who submitted the forms, then that list of 50 people is getting the forms. And we say, go scan through the list and, and pick five, go take five people and go add value to them. So 
give them a follow, give them a referral, give that's them. So cool. I love that. Yeah. And it's, we used to do this in person at some, no, of but that's time. not necessarily leveraging your network. That's a facilitated activity through an organization. So yeah. what about this idea yeah. of, I mean, what do you slide into the DM of someone you haven't talked to in a while and asked for help? It just feels so. It does. And that's where I think the, that you have to have sort of nurtured your network before you can go ask your network. So giving value before asking. Um, I, I think that I, I wouldn't go to somebody I haven't talked to in months and be like, hey, I need some help with something, depending on the ask. Sometimes I might, depending on the ask, but often it's, it's a being strategic about who am I reaching out to or like sharing articles with people, tagging people oh. in stories. Like, Amazing, I don't, those are good strategies. Yeah, I don't think that the idea of, hey, I'm looking for an investor, I'm gonna go tap into these 500 people on LinkedIn. <laughs> Not gonna go over very well. Um, but being authentic and, and really creating relationships with people so that it's not just, we often use the dropping the business card on the table example, where you'll have people who walk into an event and they kind of drop their business card and walk away and, and expect to follow up. And, and you're like, well, but I don't even know who you are. I don't know if we would, if we have any reason to follow up. And so it's this sort of the blind LinkedIn request as well, right? The, I don't know you, but I'm going to ask you for something. So be intentional about who you network with, about who you're connecting with and, and follow up with people, create, even if it's a, every three months you check in and say, Hey, I was thinking about you. I read this book. I thought you might like it, or I met this person. You may want to meet them too. So that when you do need to make an ask, they, they know you and they wow, trust you have you. really good advice. Um, I mean, on all of this, everything, you're, no wonder they put you in this right role to lead IAW. I mean, it's really amazing. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? It's a good question. So I talk a lot about career growth and, and having a plan for future and mapping out your success. And quite honestly, I see myself still with IAW in five years, but having, done our international launch and grown more chapters and, and sort of growing and thriving. There's There's been a lot of change over the last 18 months with COVID and, and with, with internal, we, we did a real deep dive and, and sort of had to clean up a lot of internal process over the last 12 months. So I in five years, I would like to see myself still in this company with a larger role where I just, I'm ha I have a bigger team and we have more chapters and more members and more success. How big is your team today? Today, so on the IAW side, we have, um, if I pull in, we have some consultants as well. So probably like between 15 and 20 people. Um, and then on Virtual the or all, you're located, you said again, in? I live in the Boston area, but the team, the team is entirely remote. They have been for years. So this is not a, a COVID change, but the team is entirely remote across the United How States. How many cities in the United States? With chapters, chapters um, yeah. we have about 35 active chapters right now. And How much does it cost to join? So our, our entry membership is $99 a year um, or $19 a month. We have, we have three levels of membership. So that's where the, no matter where you are, there's something for everyone, right? Yeah, so I mean, like, that's really affordable, $99 a year, yeah. Yep, 
Yeah, and so that gets you access to all the programming and events um, to the member directory, to the online community. At the mid-level, we have a membership that's $4.99 for the year that gets you additional education. It's LinkedIn Learning Pass, so you get access to LinkedIn Learning, as well as our mentorship platform. And then we have our influencer-level membership that is $9.99 for the year, which is where we bring in influencers and pr promote people. So bring you in to speak at events, do a press release, do um, blog content, lots of opportunities to be featured throughout. How many members do you have at that level, would you say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say- Percentage-wise, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we have about 4,000 members right now, and I would say about 30, 25% are influencers. That's cool. Yep, so, and it's it's fun. I, I love- promoting our influencers. We did an event in March of this year called the Inspirational Influencer Summit, where we showcased, it was over 50 of these women um, doing various keynotes and panel discussions. And it was just incredible to see so many people come together and That's share so cool. awesome content. It's fun. <laughs> so, and so how does someone know that they are ready for a career pivot? Is it specifically because they've, I mean, yours was because you actually exited the workforce. Mm -hmm. So I think there's, it can be because you exited and you want to go back. It can be because you just don't love your job. It can be because there's an elimination of your job. Um, it can be going part-time to full-time to changing industries, to changing anything. I think that there's a lot of people right now who are exploring the idea of, is this the right company for me? Does this company, I, I, am I in the right place? Like, do I feel in aligned with the leadership of this company? And, and is this the right place, right? There's a lot of people who don't want to go back to an office. Some companies want you to go back to an office. So there's, there's, there can be any number of reasons to pivot. Well, I find it interesting that you said earlier that of your membership, it's about half entrepreneurs and half, um, I guess, corporate. Yep. Um, that feels, I mean, most working Americans are not entrepreneurs. You're right. They aren't. And that's where it's, it's interesting. So our content is a mix of content that, so we, we do some stuff that caters to entrepreneurs and some that caters to working professionals. We also do a lot of things where there's overlap. So things like imposter syndrome, or confidence, health and wellness, financial wellness, things where no matter which side you're on, they're relevant and pertain to you. Um, so it's it's interesting when you also bring those two groups together because sometimes the, the, the corporate team gives the entrepreneurs ideas and then they also sometimes buy the products from the entrepreneurs, right? It's, wow. you, have a, you have a list of people you can go market to. <laughs> So it's been, it's an interesting mix. So do you attend the meetings? Yes. All of in them. your local office region? I, I guess the Boston yeah, so chapter? I, I'm, I'm part of our Boston chapter. I attend the Boston meetings. I attend as many of our virtual events as possible. Um, I help host many of them. So I'm, I'm there in it. I get just as much out of this as I put into it. I love being in the room with the members and meeting the members and participating just as much as all of the, all of them. And, um, what, how does the chapter leadership get established? So chapter leadership is an interest-based thing. So 
If there's an existing chapter in the city, we'll look to members to fill leadership roles. Each team has 10 positions that we fill. So we, we don't have any expectation that we're adding an insane amount of work to any one person's plate, right? With a team of 10, we can, we can feel like we have enough people to help support the chapter. Now, everything is still virtual for us. So there's, there's so meetings are not in person yet and not any chapter again, not yet. No, okay. we've, we're, we've been exploring going back in person. We're, we're, we're close, but just not there yet. And so we're still virtual. Um, and the, the team of 10 gives us a lot of space to, to be able to grow and be successful. We do it based on interest. So if there's an existing chapter, if there's open positions, members can members or non-members can submit interest for that. Um, if if somebody's in an area where we don't have a chapter, we we explore that as well. So we just this month we're launching Pittsburgh and Seattle based on interest from existing members. And then what do you see as the hottest opportunities in the market right now? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, in terms of, I mean, my, my stuff caters specifically mostly to women. I think that as, as we reemerge to whatever normal is going to be support for women to get back into the workforce, um, getting, getting women back working again, sort of covering the gap between childcare challenges and. But specifically opportunities for employment, where is the mark job market hot? Oh, that's a good, um, so I don't know that I have the, the right answer to that. Um, from what we're seeing, it's, I don't do a lot on the placement side, so I can't speak specifically to like what, what is showing up hot in terms of where people are hiring. Um, I don't know that I have, have a great answer. What to about that. like hot skills? Do you know? Um, I was just I was just talking to somebody about this because we were we were looking at some upcoming programming around skills development. Um, things that we're seeing within our community is is selling skills to actually sell and personalize conversations, um, and then anything related to technology and and being able to to achieve really great results, like being efficient and, and technically able to work from anywhere and, and support everything. Well, and then that is interesting because this idea of where you learn the skill yourself, which you, you were able to do, which is to really become a marketing leader um, from accounting versus hiring people to, yep. to do it for you. How do you think about learn it versus hire for it, kind of build it versus buy it? Yeah, I think it depends on where you're at in your journey. I think that if there's there's sort of a, an amount of hustle that comes with launching a new business or an idea, right? And, and you can go out and get investors and you can have a large budget, but it's also, there's gonna be certain things that you're gonna wanna do yourself versus maybe hire or outsource to somebody else. But that being said, if, if you're not very good at learning new technology, then marketing may not be something that you wanna go and learn. If you're not, if you're not good at like balancing a checkbook, then out accounting might be something that you go send to somewhere else. Um, I think that everyone is different in terms of what they can take on and can't take on, but it's doing that skills assessment and 
mapping out what's going to allow you to be profitable and, and have decent margins without going out and sort of hiring your full team before you're actually making money to pay that whole team. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting for sure. All right. Um, amazing advice. Any kind of final words about um, IAW? It's the International Association of Women or any just final advice for women in general out there? Yeah, I think women in general, I think it's been, it's been a tough time for working moms. It's been, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with the working moms with three small kids at home. And I think advice is, is there's, there's good things coming. It's like continue like it's, I know we're still, my, my, um, nephew's preschool just closed this week for 14 days really? <laughs> so like we're still living through entire preschool man entire preschool yeah but lean on your community find where you can find community to tap into that's one of the things that IAW we're big on is community and how can we support you and your success yeah, I'm going to check it out um I'm sure you have a San Diego where I live chapter, right? Oh yeah, we have a San Diego chapter. Yep, I'd be happy to make an introduction. Yeah, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to learn. I mean, it sounds like a great group. Yeah, it's it's um we have a lot of fun, but we're all we're we're all about encouraging and empowering and supporting. Well, actually, you know, let me let me build on that then because if I I was if before I joined something, so um how organized is this? Is it like here's the 12 upcoming, is it a monthly meeting? Everyone it gets is, on Zoom. How many people yeah. are on Zoom? Yeah. So it's a monthly right now. It's all on zoom. We're, we're, we're sort of figuring out the transition back to in-person. Um, so right now the dates are set because we kind of consolidate everything with all of our chapters, but the, the chapter will set the schedule once they're in person, the corporate's kind of setting it for now. It's, it varies the number of people in the room. So the, the chapter dictates the topic, the topic sort of drives interest in registration. We have anywhere from like, some have 12, some have 25, some have slightly more at the chapter events. Um, so it it's really, really between 12 to 25. I would say on average for most of our chapters at this point in time. That's a um, good, I mean, that's a great group size. I've always thought, yeah, like that is really- Yeah, so I like it because it lends really well to conversation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and the chapter events, we bring in what we call a host so that somebody local is getting visibility. Right. It's we like giving visibility opportunities. So we have somebody hosting, but we're hosting it as a conversation, not as a I'm going to show up and give you 45 minutes of just me talking because I think we're zoomed out of just showing up and listening to people talk. Yeah. So it's really driven around like almost like Q&A where it's like, okay, here's a tip that I have about this topic. Now we're going to we're going to talk about it. We're not just going to like share tips with you all day. We're going to actually have conversation and build relationships through this 45 minute session. Um, they're, they're fun. They're interactive. And the small, but you, you basically set the programming for the whole 12 months. You're, you led that for this year. Yeah, we led it for, for this year. Yep. It's, but the, the chapter still selected the topics and the hosts. So we still like, we kind of set the timeline and the, um, the cadence of what happens in the zoom room, but the chapter goes out and selects the person that's driving the conversation. Um, because it, we know that every audience is slightly different and, and we want somebody local getting the visibility for the local chapter event. So it's finding someone local that can talk about a specific topic. Um, they're, 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 they're great events. I've enjoyed them. I look forward to, to attending them every month. In some ways it's been nice to be on zoom so much because the, the thought of going into Boston for an event means 
extra childcare and commute time and finding parking. And, and I said, if we go back in person, you better make these events so worthwhile. Right. I know. I I just like to go back and back in person to put heels on again. I know I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, but it's also, it's, yeah, I'm ready to go back in person. Are there many competitive organizations? There are, there are. Yeah. How do you, and a lot of, a lot has changed in the last five to 10 years. So there's a few national organizations um, that, that are definitely competitors. What we've also seen in recent years is the local competitors. So like in Boston, there's a Boston group that, that is very similar audience to us. Now our audience spans larger than just Boston. So even though you join the Boston community, you get access to a bigger bigger list, bigger community in general. Um, but there's definitely been, there's definitely been a lot of new <laughs> um, competition pop up. One of the things we've done recently is to really showcase who we are. So putting more of the leadership out front and, and really showing that there's, there's people behind the brand. Um, there's, there's some of these organizations where you go and look at their websites and it's all stock photos and it's all oh, register now to see our events and like who's running it, you don't really know. And so really being intentional about try before you buy, you can, you can attend an event as a guest, you can meet our leadership team, you can, you can really get to know us before you join and really showing that it's me and my team and, and our local chapters who are driving the experience. And well, yeah, here- and I think that's a great, great point. I mean, I met you or found you because I liked your content on LinkedIn. So you're like a real person talking about things that actually resonate with me, a working mom, entrepreneur, <laughs> coming from corporate, yep. like all of it. Yep. So it was authentic. Um, that's, how, what is your LinkedIn strategy? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about this because historically I have, I have not personally really used LinkedIn on behalf of this brand. And we, we hosted a branding, a personal branding expert last two weeks ago for a webinar. And I was like, I really need to start doing this because the, the post, I think you saw my book club post and yeah. And I'll, I mean, I, obviously that, that title of her book was so good. I'm like, who fantastic. is talking about this awesome book? I'm like, Oh, Megan. Yeah. And then I went, you know, stalked you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and she's someone cool. But yeah. Well, I said to my team, you know, I think showing up as myself more on LinkedIn and how myself is, is attaching to this brand is, is a way forward. It's something I'm I'm working on, right? It's something where I have not been very good historically at putting myself out there, right? I have always been very much a behind the scenes. And I said, I need to, I need to show up more because if, if people relate me to the brand and to what's going on, that's, that's going to be helpful. Um, so it all started with that book club. Post. That with the, it's a book club post. Oh yeah. So we, um, we host a monthly book club as one of our member events. It's a monthly virtual book club where we recommend a book. Everyone reads the book. And then we have on zoom, a conversation, we go and break out rooms so that nationally done then it is. is. Yeah. Um, and so like right now we're reading the most powerful woman in the room is you. And it's, it's great so far. I haven't finished it yet, but, but in, on October, I don't know, 26th, I think, um, we have a virtual conversation about it. And so, so cool. I love that. I would totally be into that. Yeah. I, um, 
when we lived in Connecticut, I was part of a book club and I loved my book club. And I, when somebody suggested it, a member suggested it. And I was like, I'm willing to give that a try. That could be really fun. And um, just kind of self-help or do you go into fiction or we've only been doing self-help. I haven't, I it's, we've been doing kind of women focused skills and support. Um, I would explore other areas. It's, it's, um, it's interesting because a lot of my reading does not tend to these types of books. I like, like if I'm going to sit down and read a book, I want it to be a fun, fun book. Right. And so it's, but it's pushed me outside of that. And it's like the, it's gotten me reading these books and I'm learning a lot and they're, they're really great books. So it's, okay. it's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, I'm going to definitely uh, look into IAW. Thank awesome. you so much for this entire interview. It was really helpful. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Megan. IAW.com, right? IAWomen.com. IAWomen.com. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Amy. Bye. For more, please visit www.momsofmaternity.com.